happy Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you all so much for joining me for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where you guys already know what it is. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning our trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress, and allowing God to fully restore us. I want to thank you guys so much for being here this Tuesday, for liking the podcast, rating the podcast, sharing the podcast. We cannot do any of this over here at Tuesday with Tamika without you. So I want you to show yourself some love. I want to show you, I want you to show yourself some love for just always being present, always being uh, showing up and not for me, but for yourself. And that's truly what life is all about. Earlier this month, I had the opportunity to coach some amazing women. It was about seven of us. And we co- I coached them, me with uh, my co-facilitator, which is actually a past client. And at the last night, the last session, one of the ladies asked a question about dreaming. And she asked, as we're healing, is it okay to dream? And I really want us to lean into that because I believe that dreaming is a healing modality. I believe that as we dream and as we wish and as we imagine where our life can be, that helps us to get there. We all have heard the cliches and the sayings that whatever you can think in your mind, you could achieve it. I want you to really lean into that. And I want you to lean into this thought of self-love, not self-centeredness, not self-righteousness, but truly, truly loving yourself without the love of others, without the love of social media, the likes, the comments, the shares, but really loving yourself and knowing that if you can dream of your ultimate self, your ultimate best self, start loving yourself right where you're at, because if you can dream it, you could be it. I believe that today's guest is going to have some very, very valuable information to share and just to even add to that concept of self-love. So without for any further ado, you got a minute? Hey sis, hey, sis you got, got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? Hey sis, you got a minute? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me on and uh, very powerful message. I, I already feel uplifted. So thank you for that. Oh, you are so welcome. Tell the TWT family a little bit more about you, starting with your name. I did not want to mispronounce your name. So I want you to give us that pronunciation. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so my name is Furkan Dandia. I'm based in Canada. Uh, and uh, as I was mentioning to you earlier, I'm currently in the process of finalizing my hours to become a practice, uh, sorry, a, a therapist. So I'm doing my practicum right now. I have an engineering background. I'm a father, a single father. I have uh, released a book earlier this year, which kind of overlaps with your theme of self-love. The title of my book was The Pursuit of Self-Love, 30 Uplifting Messages and Reflections. And I'm also a podcaster. My podcast is called Easy Conversations. Um, I like to also very much like yourself, uh, cultivate these types of discussions and conversations that we don't typically have or shy away from and give people an opportunity to be feel seen and heard. 
and and also understood. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the the conversation. Oh man, I know that this is going to be really, really good. And we're going to have an opportunity to link all his podcast, his book, all of that to the show notes. Um, and we'll get into that later on in the episode. I, I want to kind of talk about, you said we don't get to have these conversations. And I, I really do feel like it's a choice. I feel like um, I often get told, oh my gosh, you're, in fact, this week I was doing some group work with some folks and um, one of the ladies, so we were doing like some, uh, what do you call that when you, um, icebreakers, right? And they were like, you know, switch three people to the right. And this lady, when it was me, she was like, oh no, like you're so deep. And I'm like, I really am not, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think I don't do a lot of the surface talk. You know, I like to talk yeah. about things that may be a little bit deeper. And I wonder why do people shy away from those conversations? Why do you think people are afraid to go there? Well, I mean, I have my own theory. It's hard to know for sure. Some people are afraid of what may come out. Uh, some people are, yeah, I truly see that with a lot of people. They're, they're afraid to go deep because they're afraid of the answers that may come out of it. Um, some people just aren't interested in going there. Uh, some people just don't know where to start. Um, some people are intimidated or they're worried about coming across as stupid or whatever their internal dialogue is, right? And um, I mean, there's many reasons and it's it's a shame because very much like yourself, uh, part of the reason why I, one of the reasons why I stopped enjoying the corporate world was because I wasn't having these deeper, meaningful conversations. It was very surface level and I completely avoid those now. You know, when someone asks me, what do you do for a living? When they first meet me, it just irks me because I'm like, there's more to me than who, what I am as a profession, right? Maybe ask me about my interests or what motivates me or what gets me out of bed. And I think a lot of times people do get stuck on, like, what do you do? Because then they feel like that could be a icebreaker. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like, well, who are you? Where are you from? What's your, what was your childhood like? Uh, you know, what are your interests? How many kids you have? Stuff like that, right? And that could really, because that allows me just asking those questions, uh, immediately build a connection with people. Because some people are just dying to be asked those questions. And you can see that little sparkle in their eyes when someone shows them that level of interest. Uh, which is so rare in today's world where we're just glued to our screens. Absolutely. I agree 100%. As you were talking, I saw this uh, kind of like a, a vision or this thought that um, when I used to work in the high schools, I would always tell the kids before we did any type of processing groups, I would say, so there's two, there's a couple of ways that we can go about this. Um, and I would have them like imagine that we were all at the beach. And I said, there's some people that go to the beach and they just like to lay out in the sun and that's all that they experience. Mm -hmm. There's other people that just walk along the beach, put their feet in. There's other people that may go to their knee. And then there's other folks that like to go all the way in. And those people are the ones that are able to really like get the whole like um, experience of the beach. I think that's how a lot of our relationships are. 
there are a lot of people and, and, oh, this is so good. Not even just our relationships, like one-to-one, but our relationships with ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like how can you truly love yourself if you've never gone all in, if you've never asked yourself difficult questions, if you've never taken inventory of who you are as a person and you're just soaking up the ideas, the, the, you know, of other people, you're just, you're just existing on earth and you're just kind of absorbing what other people think, what social media says, what this influencer thinks. And I think, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that that's what a lot of people, and I don't want to like overgeneralize, but do you think that that's how a lot of folks are kind of? Yeah, I mean, uh, I see a mix of both. Um, You know, I feel like what I tell my clients too is, do you want to react or do you want to respond? Mm. And that's a huge difference between when you've done that type of work, that healing work or self-work you're able to respond to situations rather than reacting because um, often people just react. That's their whole day. They're just reacting to the everything from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. They're just react, react, react. And they're not, they're not responding. Um, so I, I see a bit of both uh, with people. And I know I was in a time in my life where all I did was react. Mm-hmm. because I hadn't sat down with myself I had outsourced that need for love and until I didn't sit down and do the hard work and like you said ask myself those difficult questions I wasn't able to put myself in a position to to do things differently to uh influence my environment right I was often at the mercy of what was going on around me rather than being in a position to influence everything that could have happened around me yeah so true. So I can just kind of hear the audience asking or thinking, how do you go from reacting to responding? Because that, you know, for some folks that may be all they known, you know, ever since they were little kids, everything was a crisis. Everything was a big thing. So how do you slow down enough? And maybe that's the first step. How do you, but how do you go from reacting to responding? Yeah, I think it's becoming more present. Um, a lot of people are living in the past or they're anxious about the future and that's why they're reacting, right? They're not grounded within themselves. They're, they're not present. So those are things that you can cultivate. Like I can just share what I do. Like first thing in the morning, I spent two hours uh, with myself and focusing on, on my mental health and, and overall uh, well-being. So I'll wake up, I'll do breath work, I'll, I'll do a prayer, I'll take a cold shower, I'll read a book, and then I'm ready to go and meet the world. But I spent two hours regulating my nervous system and putting myself in a position where I'm so in tune with what's the inner workings of my body and my mind. And I've been able to address those before I go out into the world. Then I'm in a position to respond rather than react. Whereas in the past, everything was rushed i you know jump out of bed take a shower get ready and boom i'm out there and i haven't taken any time for myself so what's going to happen i'm just carrying all the triggers all the anger all these mixed emotions from the day before and i'm just rinsing and repeating yeah 
You know, I hear a lot, you know, some of the really great thought leaders of our time, they talk about cold showers and they talk about like the the, the plunges, you know, some of yeah. these folks, they have that. And I've, I've not, um, I've not, I'm not there yet. So tell me, what does that do? Like, what does that do to our nervous system? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways I look at it, but absolutely, the, from the nervous system perspective, you're just learning how to breathe. That's the only thing you're doing. Actually, you can do when you're exposed to cold is just focus on your breath because mm -hmm. anything else will cause you pain. So um, when I'm in that, yeah, once that cold water hits my head, I'm just breathing and regulating myself. The second way I look at it is because I've already exposed myself to probably the most stressful thing voluntarily, and I've been able to work myself through it by focusing on my breath, there's not a lot of things that are going to upset me. Now, if someone's going to cut me off in traffic, I'm going to be able to breathe through it. Mm -hmm. So outside of like, you know, the abnormal stresses, there's not a whole lot that's going to, at least I find, throw me off my game. Mm. So again, I'm just going steady state throughout the day, um, not getting too worked up on things, not getting too down, just following this constant flow throughout the day and maintaining that form of regulation. And that's what the breath work and the cold showers help me with. And, and mm -hmm. doing the cold plunges once a week too is just constantly listening to my body and, and regulating my nervous system. Mm, I love that. That's a lot of the work that I was telling the ladies is how to like do body scans and how to really ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling? What am I going through? Um, my 19 year old daughter, she's in um, her, she's going into her junior year in college and she's studying a social work. So, you know, in the mental health field. And she asked a question that was really interesting. And I want to pose, she asked me and I want to pose it to you to get your perspective. She asked, uh, because I was telling her, my youngest son, we're working through a lot of triggers and, you know, everything triggers him. And I also think that that like social media gives us this language that people don't really understand, right? right. So people, th they throw around stuff and they don't really know the, the full meaning of the word. But um, she was, she asked me, she said, should we try to teach him to avoid triggers when the world is always going to trigger him or there's always going to be things that trigger all of us? And I thought that that was really interesting because although of course, I've not arrived and I'm not like my highest self, like my Maslow teaches, but there's very few things that trigger me. Do you think that we can exist in this world without being triggered? And do you think like the breath work and those things, do you think it just helps lessens it? Or do you think that it's possible to exist without triggers? Well, I don't think it's possible. Um, when you get out into the real world, like I know my parents sheltered me a lot mm. growing up. And when I got into the real world, it was tough because guess what? The real world is full of triggers, right? Your car may break down. Your boss may be upset with you. Um, I use the example of someone cutting you off. You may get late to a meeting. You may get late for a lot of things, right? There's going to be things that are outside of your control and people always outside of your control so the people will be rude to you and ignorant and mean 
So what are you going to do? You can't really hide from the world. Um, so I think, you know, go, kind of around the aspect of breath work and, and cold showers. Yes, those are great tools uh, that can help you regulate yourself. But at the end of the day, it's all a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do you respond when people trigger you? And if you haven't done, going back to the idea of the inner work, you're going to react. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to my client about this just earlier. It's, you know, I would say 99.9% of the time, the way people treat us is based on them. It has nothing to do with us, right? So once we personalize it, we're just going back and forth. We're triggering each other, right? Someone's yeah. going to say something, I'm going to take it personally. I'm going to react. They're going to take it personally. They're going to react back. So it's just back and forth. You're just you know, tossing that hot potato. Um, but it's uh, once you do that inner work, you realize everyone is healing. They're figuring it out themselves. They've got their own story and narrative going on, their trauma, their hurt, their pain. And you, because you've done that inner work and you've cultivated compassion and empathy for yourself, mm-hmm. then place to be able to offer it to others and walk away from a lot of situations that can be triggering recognizing that it's not about you. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. I was talking to a group of my clients this week and I was telling them, um, sometimes we are the trigger for people. We're the trigger, right? Especially as you begin to heal, because um, what what it is, is, is you're showing people what their potential could be, but they're afraid to really lean in. They're afraid to really do that work or because I, I believe that fear is the cornerstone to a lot of the reasons why we have triggers and why we have these things. So when you when you and I also told them, and I think that this is great for everyone that's listening. Um, as you heal, as you do your work, as you learn how to ground and do breath work and do all of those amazing things that are great tools, you will have moments of loneliness because you will feel so disconnected to the dysfunction of what's going on. And people, people will stop inviting you because you're a trigger to them. Like they, they look at you and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so calm. You're so peaceful. And you would think that people would want to engage. But the truth of the matter is we can be the trigger, which is why the book that you wrote about self-love and giving those practical ways to start loving ourselves are so imperative Mm -hmm. as we are doing this work. How did you, I heard you earlier talk about you were kind of, you were, you were looking for love from other folks and then to you to learn to love yourself. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I went through a divorce, then I jumped into another relationship and very similar patterns that ended too. And I remember specifically that day, just sitting there and I don't know, maybe it was God's way of sending me a message, whatever it was, something clicked in my head. And I'm like, okay, well, this is another failed relationship. I'm part of this. Uh, So what's the common denominator? It's me. What can I learn from this? And then I started piecing all the little things together that, oh, it's, this is a pattern of mine. Um, Me outsourcing this need for love and seeking validation. It started when I was a kid and I used to ask for it from my mom and I've just been repeating it. And I was just shocked because 
just having that sense of realization in that moment, even though it was obvious and it was scaring me in my face the whole time, um, it gave me it gave me something to work towards. And it gave me the sense of agency that, okay, this is within my control, mm-hmm. right? Like I am inviting this. I, I'm, I am playing a role and I can change it. And am I willing to take that responsibility? And that responsibility meant, again, coming inward, almost like, you know, the caterpillar that goes through the cocooning phase before the butterfly emerges. And to your point, yes, you know, as you do that healing, you do lose a lot of people. And the way I look at it, it's like burning dead wood, right? And sometimes we bring people into our lives or situations that don't serve us. They may have served us in the past for for various reasons. They don't serve us anymore. And it's okay to move on. And that was kind of like my journey. I um, and, and what really came out of it, the, the result was this book because I spent that time uh, teaching myself and honoring myself. It was like almost like I was reparenting myself. I started going to bed on time. I slept properly, getting my eight hours. I was cooking healthy meals for myself. I wasn't eating garbage outside anymore. Um, I was really taking care of my soul. And that's what I felt like my soul. I could feel my soul again. I could hear my inner wisdom, uh, that voice that I had silenced all these years um, by sabotaging myself. And it, you know, and I mentioned to you before we started recording, all of it culminated into me getting closer to my faith, because that was a huge component that was missing too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I the reparenting, like you almost took me there because I love that. That is one of my absolute favorite topics to teach and to, you know, it's, it's still very foreign to some people or still very, I shouldn't say foreign, but maybe new to some people. And I love to teach people about caring for their inner child. And you gave us some really good practical tools and you, you even gave me language to share. So I TWT family, you guys already know, we love to take notes here because this is not just a podcast that we consume, but this is something that we engage in. So I want you to take out your journal and write down ways that you may need to reparent your reparent yourself. It may be going to bed on time. Like that's, that seems like that's so small, but like giving yourself the proper amount of sleep heals you. It may be eating healthy, letting go of all the processed foods and eating out every day. Here's a big one that you guys are probably going to be mad at me, but it may be time for you to slow down on the alcohol or complete, com- stop completely because that is just, that can be a cover. I, I know that we can do it socially or different things, but sometimes that is a big cover and we don't allow our children to drink, right? So we, as we're healing our inner child, We want to cut those things out. It's your friendships, the people that you're around, you know, you, you, sometimes they're, they're not good. It's the stuff that you're allowing going into your ear gate and your eye gate. Can't watch everything. I would never forget when I had to stop watching like, um, love and hip hop and like basketball wives and all this toxic reality TV shows, right? Because it was just perpetuating these dysfunctional cycles. Absolutely. Right. So. 100%. And I mean, I was nodding the whole time because you nailed everything. I mean, I talked about sleep and food, but yes, I cut alcohol out. I stopped watching porn. I stopped listening to rap. Um, 
I cut all of that out. And, you know, your everything has energy is what I, is what I've realized. And there's certain lower vibrational stuff that you either put into your body and we don't even uh, fully appreciate. Like it could be through our eyes, through all our senses, our eyes, our ears, our mouth. And that was the huge focus and looking back. And that's why I feel like my soul came back almost that because I wasn't putting any of that low vibrational stuff into my body. And, and I got closer to God because all those things were holding me down and, and keeping me away from where I really needed to be. And now for commercial break. Hey sis, have you pre-ordered Unpacking? This is my newest book packed with 43 lessons to help you unpack hidden trauma. This book is for the strong girls. This book is for the brave girls. This book is for the resilient girls. This book is for the girls that has that trauma tucked away that you have never dealt with because you didn't have a safe place to unpack. Well, here it is, sis. I have literally poured my heart and my mind into this book to help you unpack. So go ahead and pre-order your book at Tuesday with Tamika backslash unpacking so we can unpack together. I love that. So you weren't only doing self-care and self-love work, you were doing soul work. And that's so good. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until later where, you know, a year later, I, I remember like, in fact, earlier this year, I went to a music festival with a friend just because I was like, all right, sure, I'll go. And I was there and I felt like I would, did not belong. Mm. And I had to leave right away. And that was like a huge realization for me is because I done that soul work and my soul was screaming that you do not bring me here. You need to get me out of here. And as soon as I left, I felt comfortable again and just peaceful back to that enlightened self that I'm trying to achieve. Right. And, and it felt so good. Yes. So I just really want to encourage everyone that's listening when you're feeling like I, I hear so many people, and I'm sure you do too, in the work that you do, they're like cluttered and they're unclear. There are things that we can do to really declutter our mind, to declutter our spirit. We put, we consume so much junk. I was telling um, some, a, a group of clients again, I was telling them that we're obese on information. We consume, 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 consume. And if we think of obesity in the physical sense, a lot of folks that are obese, they have a very hard time being mobile. And so you can't get up and do anything and, and live your dreams and live your passions. I heard you talk about now you're living your passion and you're, li- you're moving, you're going in that direction because you've eliminated a lot of stuff and you're no longer obese in all of the things of this world, but you're truly clear and you're clean and you're able to process. So I want you to be this week's community spotlight. So I want you to tell us all about your book, all about your products, your services. How can folks get in contact with you? I hope fingers crossed that you work with men because I have so many men that are like, Tamika, you're healing the sisters. What about us? (laughs) Yes, hundred percent. I do love working with men and that's one of my biggest passions, uh, in, especially with my coaching practice, uh, I feel like a lot of men uh, are lost because 
they haven't been able to work through the childhood trauma. And I feel like once you're able to heal that part, you're able to achieve anything you want or you set your mind to. There's tons of abundance and the potential is infinite. Uh, that's how I look at it. As far as, uh, yeah, my book, like I mentioned, it's called uh, Pursuit of Self-Love, 30 Uplifting Messages and Reflections, uh, available online on Amazon. And uh, products, yeah, I, I do offer coaching for men, like I said, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so you can check that out. My main social media is Instagram. And that's, uh, you can find me on there at Unoya Zen. That's spelled E-U-N-O-I-A-Z-E-N. Uh, quick story on that. Unoya is a Greek word for a beautiful mind. And that's what I'm hoping to aspire and also uh, share that with others as well. And uh, yeah, and, and then like I said, I have a podcast, Easy Conversations, available on all platforms as well. And, and thank you again for having me on and having this conversation with me and giving me the opportunity to share my story. It was, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. TWT fam, we will have all of his information linked to the show note. So make sure you go over and listen to his podcast, purchase his book, check out his coaching programs, you know, maybe for you, for your husband, for just, you know, send this information, make sure you rate, like, and share the podcast, continue to live a life to inspire and not impress, continue to lift as you climb, turn those trials into treasures and heal yourself so you can open up and be restored. Thank you so much again. I was, it's been a pleasure. TWT family until next week. Bye-bye.